Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. Lori, today we're going to talk about the power of longings, desires, dreams, aspirations, all this talk on fears and pain and darkness. Let's talk about some good stuff. What do you think? Okay. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. Longing. Longing. I want to accentuate just the the positive emotions that come with longings being met, okay. desires being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. What are our wants and needs? Right? We can get so focused on the frustrations of not getting those needs met or feeling like we're failing or disappointed. Like, What's the opposite side of that coin when actually who you are is met and celebrated? Mm. Right? So again, when, I want to just... When the longing is, is met. fulfilled. Yeah. Okay, I love that. I think the more that we can get clear on what it looks like working when the natural mm -hmm. process is unfolding in its beautifully eloquent way, like our body communicates pretty clearly to us. Mm -hmm. And the more that we could hold on to the memory of these positive emotions, the easier it is to get back to that place. Mm -hmm. So maybe we talk about the pursuer and the withdrawer. We talk about, certainly we talk a lot about their fears, well, what about when those needs are met underneath mm -hmm. the fears? What's some of the emotions? What does it look like? How do we get clear on actually what they're looking for? So the, the longing of, say, the sexual pursuer is for their partner to, I think, meet them in excitement and maybe for the sexual withdrawer to be good enough, you know, like that, like... What happens when they get the message is that when you proposition your partner and their eyes light up, that to me is everything. Nice. Well, let's take each one and, and get more specific, right? Okay. You want to start with the pursuers? Yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. I do. The, I always do. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> let's start with the pursuers. <laughs> Okay. It's good for the withdrawers. They take a little time to warm up to this topic, and the pursuers are racing right into it. Right. Right. So the beauty of emotions is they're so wise in communicating information. Right? Embedded in our fears is also our needs. So what's the fear of a pursuer? To be not wanted, to be rejected, to be feel abandoned to be abandoned, to feel like it's their fault because they're too much, they're oh, unlovable, yeah. they're I'm, broken, right? Oh, wait, I like that one, that I'm too much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's use too much. I'm too much. And because of that, that's why people don't want to be around me. If we really listen to that, if we lean into what that emotion is saying, the longing is the opposite. What is the opposite of being too much? That 
I'm just enough I, that, that it's welcomed that they, they want that. Uh, they right. want me to come toward them. So those, those needs are going to be all around that to be wanted, to be accepted, to be seen, to be interested in, to be fought for, to be chosen, Ooh, to, to be, be believed for. in. Right? These again. are powerful to be fought for, to find <laughs> me, to want me, to knock down walls, to do whatever it takes. Right? Mm-hmm. That, that's the antidote to rejection and feeling not wanted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's lean into those places. Like what happens when you are chosen, when you're fought and for, when you're perfect for the other person? Like what's the emotion of that? It just kind of feels like melty peace. (laughs) (laughs) Melty peace. I'm thinking recently I was anxious about something and my husband knew I was anxious. And, you know, there's been lots of times in our relationship where he'll say, you know, I'm, I'm tired of your anxiety or uh, your anxiety is limiting or, you know, communicates that either explicitly or implicitly, you know, and this time he like came and got me. He knew I was suffering and he came over and he put his arms around me and he does something sometimes where, you know, he like won't let me go. Even when I'm done with the hug, you know, he just like won't let me go. And it was so deeply reassuring. It was that sense of Mm. him being aware of who I was, even though we weren't really in the same room, coming to get me, seeking me out, mm-hmm. holding me, you know, trying to squeeze the anxiety out of me, kind of. Uh, it was definitely a being fought for moment. Nice. And look at the positive signals your body sent. I love that melty piece, right? There's a relaxation. There's, there's a letting go, there's a breathing, there's a lightness, there's a mm-hmm. calmness, there's a settling, there's a grounding, there's a contentment, there's a happiness. There's such clear signals of needs being met, right? This is what we're trying to help our listeners put words to when we find this. Couples often can find this in the afterglow, these positive feelings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just signals of, of needs being met. Mm-hmm. So for that pursuer. bad, you mean? Yes, right. yes. Yeah, where both of their needs are met and they're in that melty place. <laughs> yeah. And the more we can invite pursuers to get clear on this is what they're looking for. They're looking to be fought for, to be chosen, to really be, get signs that they're wanted because that's the opposite. That's the antidote, the healing to those rejection triggers. Mm-hmm. Mm. The peace is still here with Laurie. The peace is still It's still, even the power of that memory of Derek's kind of hug and not letting you go. We carry, that's the beauty of attachment. We carry these memories with us forever. Our body keeps scoring. It always knows. Mm, That's so true. I think that afterglow moment for the sexual pursuer, right? When they have connected and their partner has been with them and there is this deep sexual connection and their partner it's, it's past the initiation debate and their partner is relaxed and, and has enjoyed it and they've enjoyed it. And there's like, Ooh, this great moment of that was so worth it. I mean, that's another melty moment Yeah, that feels so good. So that longing met, that sexual longing is met and 
they feel really at one, at peace. It's also really empowering for the withdrawer to hear this. That's why the, their initiation is so important, not just for the afterglow, but before, right? The, the initiate sex is trying to hit this goal for the pursuer. Like mm-hmm. this is the safest they're probably going to feel, mm-hmm. right? When their partner chooses them and tells them they're perfect and just enough, like it allows their body to go to this ultimate place and the withdrawer gets to be the one that takes them there. That's the power. Withdrawers often feel like they're not going to get it right. They don't recognize the power that they hold. Mm. They actually have the key that can open up this door. Their ability to fight for their partner and to choose them and to kind of initiate. This is so healing for the pursuer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so the longing mat is when the withdrawer initiates sexually with them. Mm-hmm. Says, I want to be with you. I want yes. you now. I want you now. Mm-hmm. That's the total opposite of uh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> I got a headache. <laughs> well, let's come back and talk about okay. what what are the longest of these withdrawers? Yeah, I need to know. Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay for the best lubricant on the market. I had some patients tell me just recently it is way better than the other ones that they have tried. That silicone really works. It feels natural. And so we encourage you to use Uberlube, especially with foreplay. I mean, start using it right away. It's not something that you want to just save for the main event, right? Yeah. Who can argue with wanting more natural? <laughs> it's doctor recommended. It's hypoallergenic, which means it will not cause reaction in your body. It doesn't change your pH. Really important as a woman for you to know that. Uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. G-Man, you got to explain to me the longings of the avoider and how the pursuer can meet those needs. How can we go to our withdrawing, distancing partner and give them that same sense of their longing being met? Right. Because I, I, it's harder for me to see what their longing is. Yep. Well, again, it's best to start with the fear. Because the fear is going to inform us of the longing. Okay. Right? The fear of the withdrawer is often the sense that they are going to fail. They're going to come up short. They're going to disappoint. They're going to let down. That's the fear that drives the going away. So Mm -hmm. if we allow ourselves to just sit in that place when we have failed, when we've let people down, what does our heart need? That's why we also want to encourage people to, to... Give us physical markers, like get curious in your body. Where do you feel rejected? Yes. Where do you feel like you're failing? Do you feel that in your stomach? Do you feel that in your, you know, chest? It's hard to breathe. Do you feel it in your head? Like the more that we can name the fear, we could also listen to what happens. The longing is going to come from that place. Like what comfort do we need? And then the shift towards positive will be proof that something has changed. So if if I'm a withdrawer and I feel like a failure, you know, the opposite of, of, of failing is getting a message from my partner that I'm accepted, mm-hmm. that I'm appreciated, that I'm seen, mm-hmm. right? That I'm wanted, that my partner believes in me, that even if I do fail, it's okay. I mean, there's so much more to me than just this moment of, of, of not getting it right. Mm-hmm. So being 
accepted and loved and wanted even in the failure is often the comfort and the reassurance. Reassurance is a big one for withdrawers. So give me an example. Like how, how would you reassure the partner who is emotionally avoidant? How do you say that to them? So let me see if I can try Let me see if I can yeah. do it. Okay. So, so I know this has been a tough season. You've been, you know, the kids have been just going crazy. There's been so many activities and you've been so busy. And I know that, you know, we haven't had that much time together. I, I just want you to know, I, I see all that you're doing for our family and you do a lot. You work hard. And I'm so grateful that you are my co-parent and the way you take care of the kids and, you know, our lives. And it's just, I really see your effort. And even though we haven't had that time together, I know you're working just as hard as I am. I know that we're pulling in the same direction. I want you to know that. I, you know. I see it every day in what you're doing. Love that about you and appreciate that about you. So, but I'm not really getting to the longing. I don't know the longing. Is it? it well, again, is it, let's just sit. Let's just try to get clear. I mean, I love what you're doing. You're highlighting, you're appreciating what I'm trying to do. My wife, yeah. Right. <laughs> and, but what happens inevitably when we do fail and we do let our partner down? Right. So again, if you think about your kids, like as a parent, how would you respond when they do fail? Mm. Right. They don't get the grade they're supposed to get. They don't, you know, they, they make a mistake. They make a bad choice. Like, what do you think they need in those places? Yeah. I think they need to be seen as good and that there's, they're good because they belong to me. We're together. We're connected. We're in relationship. I, I see their, they're stellar parts. I, you know. Yeah, I think that's so important that when we fail, we, 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 most of us start to believe we don't deserve love in these places. Mm-hmm. That's why we want to hide them because we don't want people to see these places inside of us and, and kind of confirm our fears. So it seems like the only option is to, is to self-soothe it, mm-hmm. right? But, but the longing is to be loved even when you fail. Mm-hmm that there is more of you than, than just the performance, mm-hmm. that the, your partner is still going to choose you and still want you, even though you've come up short. Mm-hmm. That's the real reassurance for, for the withdrawer that says, you know, I love you even when you fail. And these could be, I mean, these could be really risky things to ask for because when you believe you do deserve punishment and isolation, it's hard to believe somebody would want to love you. They get being loved when they get it right. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to get received love when they're actually failing and getting it wrong. So that's the longing. The longing is, would you still choose me even though I fail? Would you still want me? Would you still f- believe in me? Would you still fight for me? I think you're talking, though, specifically about when our withdrawing partner has failed us, not just failed in general, but failed to meet our needs. Is, isn't that what you're saying? I mean, our child failure. is different uh, because, you know, our child has, we don't depend on them. 
it's just a good starting point for what's the longing for a child. What are they needing when they fail? Sometimes it's easier for us to see that because, yes, it's more complicated when your failure hurts your partner. Mm -hmm. It's harder for the partner to see it. But to gain some distance, like if my kid fails, my instinct is to kind of go up and say, it's okay. You know, we'll do it again. We'll figure out what we need to do. But I still think you're awesome. It doesn't change us. We're still good. We're still safe. Like that, that message that that physical embrace is given is like, you need my love the most. So I'm coming closer to you. I don't want you to face this alone. I want your nervous system to experience some success, some connection in this place and not face it alone. Mm-hmm. And yet what's happening for so many withdrawers is because they don't have words for the longings for what they want. They choose just to hide it and to not make it worse. They're looking to not make things worse. They're not looking to make things better. And their avoidance get hidden. They don't even have words for their longings. So you're not alone. And when you're like, I don't even know what a withdrawer needs. They don't even know what they need. They don't ever put words to it because they're always going away to hide it. But if there wasn't, anytime there's a fear, there's always a longing. I hear that. I want to be accepted as I am. Mm -hmm. Loved for who I am. Yeah, without the performance. Without even with performing in a way that makes you happy. It's like I have reasons and blocks inside me that haven't been able to do that. And I still, I still want you to hang on to me. Yeah, that it's okay. Like the failure isn't all of me. You can see my effort. You can see my goodness. You can see my value. You can see my humanity. You can see my love. Like that stuff doesn't get lost in these moments. Mm -hmm. Because for the withdrawers, it gets lost. It's hard for them to see their own value when they fail. It gets so so occluded by their their terrible sense of self-judgment, kind of that uber-critical voice Mm -hmm. that beats them up. They... They need somebody to kind of reach down in that hole and say, "Hey, I, you're good. You're, you're mine. You, you're still important to me." You know, I, I definitely see that in patients sometimes when they have this scathing part of them that comes up and obliterates any goodness that they feel about themselves. Yeah, it's great, Lori. If you think about those moments. When you receive the message that we are good, even if you fail, we are okay. It's not changing how much I want you. Mm -hmm. When they experience being loved, when they don't believe they deserve love, the body can't help but shift towards a positive affect. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's, that's our target. Yeah. So as a pursuing partner, we have to see that the withdrawing partner goes through a lot of self-evaluation that oftentimes is negative and can't reach for it, can't reach for the reassurance. Mm -hmm. So it's just knowing that it becomes our role in love to kind of hold on to that and remember that and offer it, offer it up. Yes. Well, let's come back and now we'll start to name those positive emotions that assign a success for the withdrawer in these places. Okay. OMGYES.com, such a great site for sexual technique. I looked for this as a sex therapist for many years, found them. It is art. It is beautiful. It is explicit. Be prepared for that. But 
while the, it's so explicit, I, I think they do a beautiful job. It, women talk from a really vulnerable place, show on their own bodies the technique. There's like 24 different techniques that they highlight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, gentlemen, you need to know what you're doing. And I think this is a really important method, a way to gain kind of useful ideas about technique. You can watch it together as a couple. Lovely. We guarantee that if you're a man or a woman, if you watch their shows, you will definitely learn something new and useful. Great language. OMG. Yes.com slash foreplay. I was frustrated that I rarely wanted sex, but I learned there's an FDA approved pink pill for that. Addy or Phlebanserin is the number one prescribed treatment for premenopausal women bothered by low sex drive. Visit ADDYI.com and complete your consultation to see if Addy is right for you. Addy is for premenopausal women with acquired generalized hypoactive low sexual desire disorder, HSDD, who have not had problems with low sexual desire in the past and who have low sexual desire no matter the type of sexual activity, the situation, or the sexual partner. The low sexual desire is troubling to them and is not due to a medical or mental health problem problems in the relationship, or medicine or other drug use. Addy is not for use in men or to enhance sexual performance. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is increased if you drink one to two standard alcoholic drinks close in time to your Addy dose. Wait at least two hours after drinking before taking Addy at bedtime. Your risk of severe low blood pressure and fainting is also increased if you take certain prescription, over-the-counter, or herbal medications, or have liver problems. Low blood pressure and fainting can happen when you take Addy, even if you don't drink alcohol or take other medicines. Sleepiness, sometimes serious, can occur. Common side effects include dizziness, nausea, tiredness, difficulty falling asleep or staying asleep, and dry mouth. See OPI, including boss warning at Addy.com. George, I'm really learning a lot. This has been a good episode for me, hearing it in a new way. Really, really great. What feels new? Um, just the longing, the lack of the withdrawer being able to articulate their longing, but what might be going on inside. Um, yes. And when they need it the most from the pursuer, when they need that reach and um, hand, you know, to pull them out, to offer them love, to say it. Just kind of, I I think as a pursuer, you you have to assume that their withdrawal doesn't mean that nothing is going on in there, that they don't have longings, that the longing is about belonging and reassurance and goodness it's one of the saddest things when I work with the withdrawers is when I ask them what they want, they almost universally say less fighting, less right? What fighting. they want is less negative. They can't even put words to the positive what they're looking for mm-hmm. because that's not really an option for them. Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know what I want. Mm-hmm. Right. And any of us, we all know what it's like to fail. Mm-hmm. We all, if we sit in that place, our body will send us signals on what could help. And when we could ask for that, the world becomes a safer place. Mm-hmm. So when you get these withdrawers to say, you know, I, I feel like I'm failing. And in these places, I always hide this because I can't imagine somebody would want to see this part of me. Mm-hmm. Right? So true. And what would help me in this place is just to know that it's going to be okay. Even if I fail, it's going to be okay. It's not going to change how you feel about me. Right. And when you get that pursuer to say, yes, I mean, I didn't know. Of course, I love you. I think you're amazing. I choose you even when you fail. I mean, that love fest that usually comes for that withdrawer is so healing. And how do we know? We go back to the body and that place of like nauseousness in their stomach where they feel like they're failing and their partner is embracing them. You see that transformation, Mm -hmm. that shift towards positive affect. They feel lighter. Mm-hmm. They feel calmer. Their stomach fall, unwinds yeah. and, and doesn't feel tense and tight anymore. 
I loved your word, the the melty peace, right? It's what it's like. It's like we're a baby again. We're being loved and we're safe and we're mm. chosen. And it's mm. like our, the oxytocin gets released and our nervous system just finds the signals of connection, right? We're part of something again. Just think how transformative that is. They're always alone with this. And now their body experiences not being alone with failure, mm. of actually experiencing acceptance and love in these places. Mm-hmm. How can we not feel happier and more open and more curious? We talked about polyvagal theory. Our brain goes into this more ventral, complex green light opens up. This is the good stuff of relationships. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, especially when I see the need of the sexual withdrawer, it almost becomes fearful as a sexual pursuer to offer that. Like if I offer you that, mm-hmm. then you're going to think it's all okay. But what you just said, I think is so important for me to hear, for our listeners to hear, is that something changes in the brain where there's more space, there's more freedom, and potentially more ability to come toward. Because they, they sexual withdrawers talk about so often the need for that safety where their brain is not on alert. It's very hard to be aroused when your brain is on any kind of alert, yellow to red, forget about it. And so what you're saying is when you offer, let's say in this case, the sexual withdrawal, like I know you're working hard on this. I mean, you're in therapy for crying out loud. We're talking about sex every week. And I know this has been a place of conflict for us. And I appreciate so much that you keep coming. And I know you've been saying you're working on your eroticism. And I appreciate that so much. And you know what? Yeah, it hasn't worked between us, but it's okay. We're going to work it out. We're going to figure this out together. I know I have a part too, and and I want I want you to know I see how hard you're working at this. That makes their brain go green. Yeah, I love your word freedom. That's really the the antidote to the pressure of a withdrawer is that freedom. I don't have to guess their bodies should communicate, right? If they're being loved when they're failing. Mm-hmm. there's less pressure to have to get it right. Mm-hmm. So that feeling of freedom, that, that signal of curiosity, playfulness, these are just positive emotions that give us that evidence of, of the shift. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot easier for a withdrawer. And this is also so empowering for the pursuer because they get to be the person that heals the withdrawer. Mm-hmm. They get the person, the most powerful person that could, that's the closest we get to unconditional love. Yeah. Right, that says, even when you fail, I choose you. Mm-hmm. Right, that feels pretty amazing for the person given it. Mm-hmm. That that power is so strong. They get to be the one person on this planet that sees this place that normally no one sees, and they could bring in healing that causes a positive shift. Mm-hmm. So, usually, their positive emotions are pretty amazed too. Yep, it's a cycle. There's a push and a pull. And so, when you go toward the withdrawer with grace and love and affirmation of seeing their struggle in, let's say, the sexual relationship, seeing the difficulty. Yeah, it'd be be stinking hard to initiate sex when you don't feel any desire in your body. You know, I get that. Giving that grace opens up something where it's like they more naturally want to come towards you. And I mean, we don't want to do that in, with that expectation. It's like we can always tell if a gift comes without strings, right? And yeah. that's what you're talking about. 
giving our partner the affirmation that they need, the love that they need, just because we love them, just because they belong to us, just because we have seen their pain and we've set aside the way it hurts us. And we've said, okay, this is, this is what hurts you and I am going to love you in it. And that kind of gift opens up a relationship that is more reciprocal. And there's so much value in giving a gift in that gratitude. I love how you're describing it, that in that moment when the pursuer is able to keep their focus on the withdrawer and recognize, oh my goodness, I didn't know these longings were there. Mm-hmm. Right, And now that I see them, I get a chance to meet those longings. Mm-hmm. I get to give my partner a dose of safety they've probably never had before. Mm-hmm. Right, And when they do, your relationship changes. That's a positive cycle. Right, that Both people feel, get caught up in, the, in the, those powerful positive emotions of just joy and calmness and appreciation and safety. I mean, that's... That's why we're in this, right? This is mm-hmm. love. This mm-hmm. is love in action right mm-hmm. here, baby. Yeah, it's love in action. That is beautiful. Even as we're talking about it, I almost feel like close to tears. Mm. Just that sense of this is my hope, what people could do for each other. Uh, to me, it's a relationship changer and it's a world changer. That's right. I love, I love your emotion now, right? That's just hope. Mm-hmm. hope's another one we should see we're hoping to rekindle that like as people are listening like tap into that you deserve that and your partner deserves that mm-hmm. to want to feel safe and chosen and desired and like even if we get it wrong we're still wanted i mean this is it this is this is love at its best mm-hmm. this is what it can be mm-hmm. and this is yeah and it would feel so good and it does feel so good when it happens and to remember these good moments even when you're feeling down to remember, wait a second, we, we know what this is like. We've, we've met at this place. That mm-hmm. island is still within us. Yeah. This might be a raging storm that's happening right now. Mm-hmm. But somewhere deep down, there's this calmer place that knows better, mm-hmm. that wants this beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I love what we're talking about. And George, I've, I've learned some really good things today. You've been a gift to me. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. You've been a gift to me. And I love that we're able to just open up space to play and kind of just wander and and learn from each other. Yep. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot and positive. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.